bought the audio too. So I got both audiobooks and books. So those are my books for read this month. Um, and then I've also got another invitation to join a book club. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm already part of one book club in Canada virtually. And then there's a girl I used to know. Mm-hmm. Um, who lives in Miami, she was like, she saw my post mm-hmm. on my Instagram. She was like, hey, I have a book club. Mm-hmm. You want to join? And I was like, oh my God, I love book clubs. <laughs> yes, I was thinking about starting one here ah. um, where we could meet people. Because I love meeting new people. But mm-hmm. I was thinking of starting one here. So I'm excited about my books. Okay, I love books, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> my bad, that was a long spiel about books. <laughs> How y'all doing? How y'all doing? It's the first episode of the new year. Woo-hoo! What's up? Happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. I hope the year has started off well for you all and that you're doing great and that you got your resolutions down and that you've forgiven yourself because you've already failed. <laughs> <at the> <laughs> 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 um, and what, what's going on with you, Whitney? Not much. Just having a, it's, it's a good start to the, pretty good start to the year. Not too bad. Having a good time, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to manage all my things I want to do because mm-hmm. it's like oh I want to do this I want to do that and then you're like your money says no yeah. <laughs> your account says no or for but my, my case sometimes telling me yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> even though he's canceled um I, I had that same issue like recently <laughs> where I wanted to put it in a, a text but I was like I literally made a joke out of it and mm-hmm. I was like I wanted to say something but I didn't do it but you know your body wants you to do it but your mind your mind is telling you hey Check check yourself, you mm, know before you wreck yourself. Exactly. So I made I made my coworkers laugh because I put it in there and they knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just managing that or like in my case, sometimes it's like getting people to come with you because not everybody's schedules line up, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like, oh yeah, I want to do this, and then do I want to do this by myself? Do I want to go with someone else? Yeah. So it's just planning out what you want to do for the year. Like, what is twenty twenty three? What do you want 2023 to look like? What's your goals? Mm. So that's kind of been where my mind is for the beginning, you Mm -hmm. know? Okay. What about you, Whitney? I'm trying to make 2023 the actually get some of my own stuff started year. Hey, (laughs) I like that. And we're like... Clap it up. We we were doing some like some talking today, you guys, some planning and stuff, mm-hmm. trying to see like how we how we elevating Black Elevate. Talk with Bowling Whitney this exactly. year. What are we doing? We yeah. gonna try to get you guys some video podcasts out there for you guys to like see us as we record. Mm-hmm. See the blurs in the flesh <laughs> through the screen. All right, all right. And we just want to thank you guys who do listen and comment, and then the ones who have like gotten on to us through our TikTok. A lot of you have seen our, we get a lot of views on TikTok. So I'm I'm really appreciative of that. And just keep the comments coming, y'all. We love hearing from you all, okay? Yeah, keep it coming, y'all. And thanks for the view support, whatnot. Thanks for our eight subscribers. Well, our six subscribers (laughs) since uh, (laughs) two of them are us (laughs) on YouTube. (laughs) But I was excited. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, snap. We've got six subscribers that aren't us. (laughs) And it's probably, at least in my case, not a family member because mom, I'm pretty sure mom or dad and my brother do not do any type of, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, excitement. Not even a little bit. They don't know what the heck. I say my show and they're like, okay, she's off doing whatever you don't know how much I talk about them. <laughs> it's therapy for me. <laughs> anyway, but we are still all about what the movies and the medias 
and you know other blurdy things that we like oh yeah you know we, we're multifaceted multi-dimensional blurds right mm-hmm. trying so, to before we started recording trying to convince bola that's how she got onto her book stint to like get going yeah because uh any of you who maybe listened to us because we had our panel at BlurCon last year in 2022 bola's gonna look to do another panel gonna try y'all try to uh propose a panel this year she's still getting the idea together but i was like all right get on that yeah i gotta get it together guys pray for a chick, pray for a chick. <laughs> i need the prayer so i'll I'm see what uh, i don't know i probably won't try to do any type of panel maybe maybe i'll just be support okay that's fine <laughs> for bola's panel just record well it depends on how many people she has on hers because then <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so today, you know, we're still reviewing stuff. We're watching things. So, you know, um, the Golden Globes happened recently. And they were, I was very, like, not surprised, but I was, like, nice to see. It was nice to see what won and what didn't and mm-hmm. the different films that came out. And um, i just been re- realizing that I've been sleeping on all the indie films or all the award or critically acclaimed films mm-hmm. because in favor of all our our most more interesting things actually. (laughs) (laughs) But um, this film that we're going to review today has been one that I actually, once I found out the premise and I saw the trailer, I was like, I want to watch this. This is interesting. As opposed to, uh, everyone says Belfast is interesting. Let me watch it. Or everyone (laughs) says, you know, the whale is good. Let me watch it. This one... The Whale is another critically... Um, Brendan, I've been hearing a lot about yeah, that. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about it, that it's really good. So, again, everyone's always talking about these things. I've heard Babylon was terrible, actually, even though it got <laughs> nominated for awards, but whatever. So, this uh, today we're going to be talking about The Banshees of, of Inisherin. Sharon. And I am terrible at like Irish accents. I can only do British like I can't do Irish I'm or Scottish. I'm not no even going to attempt to do an Irish accent. It really but it's going to sound really bad. Like either it's going to it's going to be like a, a cross between the Lucky Charms guy <laughs> and I'm the guy even. from the um, the mm. movie, the Disney Channel movie, The Luck of the Irish. Remember that? The Clan O'Reilly. I'm not even going to attempt an Irish accent. I'm just going to try to more or less correctly pronounce these the people's names. Are <laughs> yeah. Boyo. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was like me and Bola were talking about this earlier and she mentioned it. Like I also saw a trailer for this before you suggested us at, like I hadn't actually seen it until you said, let's record the next episode on it. But I also saw a trailer on it and it's not usually the type of movie that I would be interested in seeing like in theaters, which I didn't see it in theaters. I watched mm-hmm. it streaming. Um, by the way, uh, people can watch it on HBO, HBO Max. Max right now. Yes. Yes. But it was one of the ones where I saw the trailer and it's like almost pure drama, but it's like, Oh, this looks for whatever reason. I mm-hmm. can't pinpoint what it was, but it was something about was it. Something about Mary, you know, <laughs> that's a new title too for all those Gen Zers who <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But something about it, like just made it just really interesting. Like this is, it's a pure, just drama. There's captivating. No, yeah. It was very, it. Ca- I mean, even watching the whole thing, I was, Literally captivated throughout the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to get into it because, yeah. you know, we guys, we blurt out first about other things. Blurt out. So we, of course, our blurt out sections are always about giving you guys just some tea on some other stuff. We're listening, <laughs> watching. Um, we could bring up topics and blackness, whatever it is that we want to talk about. And so 
I want to talk about a wait, few wait, things. Wait, where's the theme? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whitney, you want to do it? You know, my... I, I can't do it well. <laughs> blur it out. Blur it out. Blur it out. Blur it out. You know what? I think we need to just start recording it and then just plugging it in. <laughs> what do you think, Whitney? <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe I'll just take this one and that'll just be... I'll just it's like plug it in and go... Blurred out. <laughs> Add some subwoofering or whatever. <laughs> anyway, guys, so today I have some honorable mentions. Um, I, I call them honorable mentions because I I watched them and I was like, oh yeah, this is good. Um, so I, I actually just watched the movie um, Persuasion today. And oh yeah, so be, I I didn't I wanted to watch it from the beginning because I'm a very much I love a, a British period piece. I don't know what it is. I saw that too. I have that obsession. I love a good British period piece movie, and so they captivate me like, as usual. I guess because I love the romance, I love the time, I love mm-hmm. the lack of gadgets. <laughs> you know, it could just be you're just dealing with people, the drama in this fixed little world, and it's also it seemed like a world so far away. And so distant with the costume, it just seems like it's no, it's on the little universe, mm-hmm. even though it's historical. Yeah, but it just it's so far removed from modern times that mm-hmm. I just place it there in the realm of fantasy for me sometimes. Mm. Um, and who doesn't love a romantic fantasy? You know, <laughs> <laughs> Bridgerton. Hey, you hey. know, it's the ultimate right now. So I just finished watching the movie Persuasion, and a friend, a mutual friend, told me it wasn't that good, <gasps> so I had not watched it. I liked it a lot, and then I watched it, and I was like. I liked this. Mm-hmm. I really did. And I there was, I only had like minor tweaks about like the ending part where I felt like certain parts were rushed and I was like, hey, I don't know what's going on with these characters or what some things that happened in it. And I was like, okay, those things could be corrected. But other than that, I really thought it was really well made. Mm. Um, I'm not going to lie. The main lead, I was not as impressed with him. But I'm still, bit. yeah, I was not as impressed with him as When the you main said the main lead, I consider her the main lead. Well, I meant the guy. Okay, gotcha. I meant the guy, yeah. She is the main lead. And she was actually very refreshing. I, have to I loved Dakota. her a lot. I like, it was almost, wasn't it like she was like almost speaking to camera? Yeah, so she was breaking the fourth wall. I loved that. She, yep, yep. I thought it was so, I, I liked that about it. Yeah, it was like she was bringing us into everything. And, and I liked that. It was very stylized. Mm-hmm. And I like when they try to take these genres and change them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I love seeing all the diversity in there. And I like that the British movies are being made or about these time periods mm-hmm. are like, you know, doing away with color issues. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know during that time you would not see some black people or Asians or any other race, you know, in the elevated classes. But I like that these are just depictions and people are playing people Mm -hmm. and that we can just see them in the world. Mm. I like that. So I was down with it. Um, But it was very good. I enjoyed it. I watched it all the way through and I was like, I like this. So that's an honorable mention. I want to plus one your own. Because I I watched it a while back and I also really enjoyed it. Glad you did. (laughs) And then also I watched, I don't know what it was, but me and my family binge watched this Netflix food competition show called pressure cooker you guys oh. it was five like i could not we all were binging this it was rem, rem, uh, it was reminiscent of our days watching top chef mm. remember we used to watch that all the time when we were in college yeah i miss those days i used to um, love top chef and i used to love the competition Is that still on i don't know that's the thing i don't know if it's still on well i don't have um, cable anyway so <laughs> there's a ton of 
shows that are doing food competitions. And I know everyone watches the cake shows and the, you know, Nailed It, which is like the people who really can't make cake. <laughs> but I wanted to watch a food show because I missed, you know, I'm a bit of a foodie. So I missed the, you know, the sous vide and the, mm. you know, the <laughs> all these fancy words for foods <laughs> and different things and the combinations of like, you know, panna cotta, demi-glace and all these wonderful things. <laughs> like people are like green pasta, handmade, all this. I just loved it, you know, mm. using coffee foam, as, you know, all this kind of cool and liquid nitrogen. <laughs> and it was really interesting show premise because it was like, there was the first competition show where there was no host. Mm-hmm. It was just... And they kind of did it with, like, people living in a house, mm-hmm. in a kitchen, and it had challenges. And then, because there was no host, it was like, the people that were on the show were the ones controlling the show, really. They were the ones who were either doing the guest tasting, and they were also voting each other off. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't always about food. There was a lot of, like, manipulation going on in the house, and you wanted it to be all about food, but there was some drama. Mm-hmm. But it was still about the food and the drama, you know? Mm. So some people voted people off because they're like, do I want to cook against this person? Mm. Uh, I want this person gone. We need to break up this alliance, you know? And then you saw all this awesome food and then you like how things turned out where they're like, oh, this person is going to be the taster for this episode, so they're safe. It was just a really good show and I like who won at the end. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, man, it made my foodie part of me come out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I need Matt around because Matt's my foodie person. <laughs> and we're actually going to one of our fancy dinners again. At the end of the month, and I'll, I'll probably blurt out about that. Nice. I'm actually taking my mom this time, so she's always like, "Yeah, always go out and eat," and I'm like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> and now I'm going to take her to one. It's a wine dinner, and she's not into drinking at all, but mm-hmm. more for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm excited about that. So those are the two things that I was like blurting out about, like real hard. Like me and my family, like we were binged this Netflix show like hard. <laughs> we got all into it. We were like, I don't like her. This is, I'm on this team. No, it was really interesting. So <laughs> even my nieces were with us and we, they were watching with us. So it was cool. It's a very good show. If y'all like cooking or competition shows, I recommend watching it. It's called Pressure Cooker. Did they actually use a pressure cooker? No, actually. Oh. <laughs> that was the funny thing. <laughs> they were just it's a random cooking show with all these professional chefs. They all have our, they all are, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? talented in their own right because mm-hmm. some of them are private chefs some of them are they have restaurants some of them do different things but they all cook with gusto you know and so it's it was a cool thing to watch because i hadn't watched a cooking show in a while mm. and i enjoyed it very much okay yeah. all right all right i'm um, done blurting now because we have a mutual one but we I'm do. Gonna let you go. okay so i'll go with my non-mutual ones I watched a movie on Apple TV Plus that um, they've been kind of it's it's been on there for a while, but I was like, let me just take a look at it. Let me mm. finally like take a look at it. It was Swan Song mm. with um uh man, what's his name from Luke Cage first season villain oh, what is his got name? killed by his uh, sister, by his cousin Mahershala oh, Ali, Ali. Mm. yeah. Is that the one where he was a um, AI or something? Not AI. He has like a terminal illness, mm-hmm. and he goes into this program to have like a clone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, of that's himself the one. Made. Okay, that's the one. And he like can't tell anyone. Mm. But it's like, and it's really, and it was a really interesting watch. I, mm. I enjoyed it. It was another one of these ones where you really, it's like almost existential. You like really think it's very like ethically morally and stuff like that it's like one of those ones that make you think kind of like a Westworld or something like that mm. like is this okay 
Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> right? Right. So it was one of those ones. And it was just like, this is just, it's so, it's like, it just makes you like really, really reflect on as like different technologies and stuff come along. Like the things behind it, like just because you can do it. Doesn't mean you should. Doesn't mean you should. And it's like, what kind of implications does this have? It's just, it, it just, it's, it, I like I stuff that makes me think. I saw a tweet about that, like about what like Elon Musk is, what the, the really driving force behind him buying Twitter, and it's really about like the chips implanting and the they call it transhumanism, which has a lot to do with you. basically more incorporation of humans and technology in your biology. Actually, like it's weird, but continue with me. No, thank you. I will not be having any type thank of. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like <sighs> no. Don't implant like, no chip in me, yeah, please. I'm like, sorry. I feel like now, granted, I need to go back and do my full Bible read. That needs to be one of my uh, my things is to actually finish reading through the entire Bible. But right, right, me I too. was like, don't I remember something about them putting the something the in people? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what that's going on. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this doesn't seem. You know what's so funny? The first, when I saw that thing, the black guy talking about, what Elon Musk was really doing. Mm-hmm. I wish I'm going to have to find that clip because it was really interesting and scary at the same time. But the first uh, thing I saw, the first comment I saw underneath that, mm-hmm. they were like, mm, Jesus is coming back, y'all. Read Revelation. And I was like, that's exactly what hit me <laughs> when I heard, because he was talking, this black guy was like, I understand what he's doing. But the, what he was explaining was really creepy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want this. Is that why he bought Twitter? Because he's really trying to push his transhumanism I was like, I don't want that. I don't want it either. Yeah. I mean, I can under. It's the thing, like, you understand why people propose certain things, but it's like the propen- And I understand that some things you can't stop just because of the potential for wrongdoing, but like the implications and the the possible u- misuses are just so great. I'm just like, dude. And I wonder if it's such hubris that people are using that they can just assume that technology would be so advanced that they could solve things. Like I heard um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the famous physicist and talking about his predictions for 2020, 2050. Mm-hmm. And he's basically saying how he thinks that technology is so advanced that they can do stuff to the brain that would solve multiple, I mean, multiple mental health issues that psychiatrists and psychologists would no longer be necessary. And I sent that to some people that I know, you know, one of them. And then I was like, what do you think of what he was saying? And we were like, man, you know what? We don't assume that these technologies and things can still like solve emotional and behavioral issues. But they're so, like I said, it's a bit of hubris that they're just like, technology will be able to solve everything by this time. And I'm like, are you sure? You know? It's interesting. Have you ever seen a clockwork orange? No, I know you talk about this all the time. It's so interesting because it's about this like, it's not even like a new film. It's like probably from 70s, I think. But it's another one that's kind of like the moral implications or ethical implications because this dude is like a, a criminal, like a very violent, like mm-hmm. rapey type mm-hmm. of criminal. And so they put him into this program where they like, they basically program him, like mm-hmm. they reprogram him, like, like whenever good. this song comes on. And I forget which song it is. It's like his favorite song. It's like this orche- orchestral type of song. Mm-hmm. Might be like, I don't know, Beethoven or something. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, got this splitting pain. He can't do it. They like make him watch something. And he goes to tr- keep trying to do what he used to do. But like the like 
pain and stuff. Like he can't do it. But they find at the end, they like, they reverse it. Cause they're like, this is really not okay. Because basically it's almost like it's getting in the way of free will. Mm. So it's just like these, these, these things are interesting. Cause it's like, I mean, you could, but what are you giving up mm-hmm. in order the to make dilemmas. this possible? It's almost like I, it makes me think of V for Vendetta as well. Mm. When he was like, you got, you all gave up, um, you gave up freedom for safety. Mm-hmm. And there's like a Ben Franklin quote. It's like anyone who gives up freedom for security desires deserves neither. Mm. Mm. Freedom for security. Yeah, that might not be the exact, but yeah, mm-hmm. that might not be exactly what the quote is, but it, that's a, about the gist of it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it, it's, it's weird. It is. So and there's a lot of going on in the swan song too. These questions were coming up. Like these questions did come up, but it's just like in the end he, okay. That this would be a spoiler. Hmm. I try not to spoil it. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah. I just wanted you to go that watch would be, it. This would be a spoil. <laughs> it would be it would be spoiling the movie if I said it. I mean, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna spoil Banshees of Inisherin because yeah. you, you guys know our know. Our, our main stuff go is spoiler full. Spoiler full. You guys know what's up. <laughs> but I'm trying not to give it away. But it's just like I see why he made the decision he did, and I also see like the problems that he had, mm. like. Cause he like was kind of like going back and forth Mm. and then it's like, you're also causing issues cause this other now sentient being is here in the world, Mm -hmm. but maybe they won't have any rights because you've like just gone and like, you know, how does this, it's just, I don't know. So many complications and like ethical and moral dilemmas dilemmas and minefields yeah <laughs> like oh, wow and then it makes me also think of things like like the soul as well because i'm like your will and your emotions i'm like does the clone have a soul or does the clone share his soul because it's him but it's him here. without the 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 dna that caused him to have whatever health mm-hmm. issue so it's like these are things I think of. Yeah, and that's hard. And I mean, you can kind of go down the rabbit hole or get in the weeds there because it's 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 kind of like the chicken and egg thing, you know? Because you, you're like, how can you? But it's come. It, he's part of this person, but he's also not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just ooh, it makes my head hurt. <laughs> exactly. It's just like it's it's very complicated. But so it's, was it a good watch or no? It was. It was a good watch. It was a very. It was a. I don't want to say ponderous because that's not a good way to describe it, but it made me ponder. Mm -hmm. It wasn't ponderous because I feel like that's a, I think that's a negative term, Mm -hmm. but it made me ponder a lot of things. Yeah. Mm. As I was watching it. That's cool. Yeah. So I think I'll leave that as my main blurred out because my other one (laughs) is a horror, like horror movies. So, Mm -hmm. and Bola's is not, well, it's not like Bola has to watch it. Anyway, I watched, um, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Mm. Yeah, it already sounds like something I'm not going to watch. <laughs> no, I know you're not because it's a horror movie. <laughs> you are like not going to watch it. And I watched the first three, I mean, the first two Conjurings, and I also watched The Nun. I actually watched The Nun, like, within the last couple weeks and watched The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, like, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. The Nun was just so-so. It was okay. Mm. But The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It was really good. They're actually based off of these... Um, 
like real people, a husband and wife team, um, mm-hmm. Ed and Lorraine. I forget their last name, but they existed. They're mm-hmm. real people and they would help people. They worked with the Catholic church. They were like para, almost like paranormal researchers. Mm-hmm. So they would find like research to see if it was actual cases of possession. Mm-hmm. And if it was, they would like bring in the church to, yeah, to cast them out. Yeah. But it was just, it was really interesting because this one was about a case that apparently came up, I guess, in the news where the guy was possessed and he killed someone mm. while possessed and they managed to have enough evidence where he didn't get convicted of like murder. He got, he got convicted of manslaughter. So he got five years. Okay. But it was like a pretty monumental case because it's like, like so he they, was didn't blame the demons in him for that or yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. I don't know. That I mean, is it is creepy. But I mean, I be- I mean, I believe that demons do exist. So I'm I like, mean, I do. That's why. That's why. I'm it, like, it is. Mm. But it's like, if that's the case, like it's so. It, it's it was. It was also interesting because it's like, yeah, you didn't do it, but at the same time, they're like the courts like. But you Some, did. Yes. Somebody's Some, got to. Somebody, somebody on this for, plane has got yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it, it, you're right. They de- demons do make people do things. But, I mean, it's, that's another one of those questions where you're like. Because I do feel a lot of people are possessed. A lot of these people that do the active shooting, sometimes I think they're possessed to continue to spread chaos. And But then you never know. A lot of them are radicalized and some people within them they want to do dark things, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's hard to say like, who's, is it really just a demon possession or is it really the person wanting to do bad things because of what they think about, what they've been rehearsing, what they've been, you know, radicalized Mm -hmm. to do, you know? Personally, I think that there's probably rare rare cases where it's actually possession. Cause I remember watching the right, which is fictional. It's not based off of a real thing, but I, from what I understood from that, like, Mm-hmm. The church like does a lot of research to make sure it's not mental illness. And you know, a lot first. of people, honestly, there are a lot of people that are possessed with demons who they don't do violent things. They just they could just be around. They could just be. It's just it's it's weird. I can't even explain it. I don't want to get into it actually. <laughs> but it's like they could be passive. They could be church members. They could. It's it's a lot. But anyway, the, it's creepy. I know. I'm just gonna say this one this one kind of couple things. But the interesting thing about this guy was that he was, like, the boyfriend of the sister. Because it was a little boy. He was probably about, like, 9 or 10. The boy killed somebody? No, the little boy was possessed. And while they were trying to... While they were working on exercising him, mm-hmm. like, he, like... Like, broke free. Like, because they were holding him down, of course. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he knocked out the priest and knocked out Ed Warren. That's their last name. Ed and Lorraine Warren. They knocked out the other guy. And so while he they were knocked out, the boyfriend who was like, you know, of the of the little boy's sister, mm-hmm. he was like, leave him alone, leave him alone. Because like the, the people who were like had the power to actually exercise were like knocked out. They were down mm-hmm. for the count. He's like, leave him alone. Take me instead. Oh, wow. So that made it even sadder because mm-hmm. I'm like, he was just trying to protect this little boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just. You shouldn't have said that. The he shouldn't have. He was like, Ed was like, you should, like, don't talk to it. Like, don't yeah, talk to it at all. If you're, especially if you're not somebody of faith who is full indwell. And, not, and you know what? That's why I don't like to talk about these things because these things are very real to me. That's why I, I don't really like these kind of films and stuff because mm-hmm. it's like, it's too close to real things that, and I don't think they should be trifled with because it's like God has specific instructions for how you to, 
are you supposed to do these kind of things? And that's another thing. If you're not somebody who's full of faith and full or indwelling with the Holy Spirit and stuff, if you're trying to mess with this kind of thing, you can easily, the demon just pop onto you easily. You know, I'm in my family. They are into the church and they have done exorcisms on people in mm-hmm. our ch- in our church and stuff. Or they've been around places where things like that pop, bats pop out and all this kind of weird stuff. Like, not weird, just mm-hmm. demonic stuff happens. So, to me, it's like, yeah, yeah, y'all joking, but like, this mess is real. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's probably why I don't like And I think he was a faith, but he was just trying to. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done that. The, no, no, I wouldn't know. I was like, Because that dude. happened in the Bible, too. Like, these, I remember the disciples were trying to do that. And these men were like, oh, why, can't he, why couldn't we do Like, the demons, like, came out of them and just started beating them up. And in the Bible, it was like a Bible story. It's like, oh, why couldn't they actually do anything? Because they really weren't doing it with the right. They just thought, oh, we can do this. And you're like, stop playing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but um, okay, no, so you watch the I horror I avoid films. stuff like that. See, that's why I don't touch stuff. Like in that freaking bazaar, I'm like, nope, don't even brush past it. Don't touch <laughs> it. Like, no. Objects, if I'm yeah. going to like New Orleans, I will not be touching any of the creepy looking old. And I want to go to New Orleans so bad. No, been. New Orleans is awesome. But I'm just saying, the I'm not touching stuff. no old creepy looking crap. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's like, it's like. I think that's just foolishness. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be messing that's with God, stuff. y'all. That's my that's my thing. I'm, that's what I'm saying. As me myself like, as a Christian, I'd be like, don't tempt God and don't mess with stuff you don't know nothing about. Exactly. <laughs> like, anyway, why um, wave a red flag in front of a bull? To get on a more lighter topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What about the the park? We went to the park recently. Yes, you know, it was and when wonderful. we say the park, we're not talking about like oh, a yeah. like a bird <laughs> park like or a, Maymont a Park or, <laughs> <laughs> or a place of grove of trees. <laughs> we went to an establishment <laughs> with the sound of music at the park. <laughs> I'm just joking. So we went to this place called the park, which was an establishment indoors. <laughs> they call it the Park RVA, right? Mm-hmm. And this is an RVA. We, that's where we are, guys. <laughs> uh, Richmond, Virginia, all day. Yay. You know? <laughs> and so they talked about how... I mean, no. We went and had a good time because this is a new place that opened up. Mm-hmm. They have like an indoor um, kind of like fun food hall. Having fun with your family, your fam- friends and family kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. It was a new spot and we wanted to like check it out. Mm-hmm. You, you could do duck bowling. There was virtual golf there was mini golf there was also karaoke but you had to like um it's like private or semi-private so you yeah have to you like... had to like actually like get a, a reservation for that hmm. they had all this food different spots for you to eat you know you can hang out take pictures with your friend family mm-hmm. and friends and then you know just the waiting but it was just like a nice little hangout spot to do different stuff it's yeah. great for dates there was a bar everywhere so you could <laughs> go through there and they had shows they had like a comedy show coming up that they were pushing hard, y'all. Yeah, hard. You guys left early, but me and me and our friend Rosie let, stayed to eat dessert and stuff. And y'all left early, but we saw it when people were coming to the show. It got mad busy. Like the line was literally outside because mm-hmm. we stayed and we chatted for a little bit mm-hmm. and ate some dessert. Mm-hmm. Really good dessert. I had <laughs> some raspberry lemon panna cotta. What is panna cotta? Panna cotta is, is like anything that like it's like um it's basically like a mold of pudding jelly type thing. But it's creamy and it's like it's made with milk and coconut and whatever else. Like tres leches cake? No, it's it's really like a it's it really like a cream type of dessert. Hmm. Yeah, and it's, and it's like it's it's supposed to set. Mm. It's kind of gelatinous, but it's not jelly. Okay. It's more like a pudding or a yogurt. Hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, I should say that because it's really creamy. It was so good. They had a bunch of them mousses and stuff. Ooh, yeah, mousse. and it was so good. It was just delicious. I ate all mine. <laughs> Rosie couldn't finish her banana pudding one, and she just she, she straight up took the glass out of there. Basically, <laughs> she took the glass out, and she I was like, "Ain't nobody gonna know." She was supposed to take the glass out, but she's like, "Ain't nobody gonna." Know. <laughs> Except they will know. She couldn't finish. She couldn't, you know, Rosie eats really slowly. And she she never finishes her food. So she was like, I'm just going to take this. And I was like, just take it. <laughs> but it was an awesome place. We had a fun time. Yeah. It was really cool, kind of hip. And I'm not going to lie. I think I like mini golf now. Because I thought I didn't like it, but I didn't care didn't, for it before. You didn't care for mini golf? I, I haven't done it in golf. years. I'm telling you right now. I haven't done it since I was a kid. No one has ever invited me or taken me back. I've been to Papa like once or so. To be honest, I usually do it on vacation, but I love mini golf. I, I liked it so much. We had such a good time. I liked all the different little spots and mm-hmm. little places and hitting your, I was just, I had fun. I was like, wow, I think I like mini golf. But <laughs> mini golf is so I fun. I went to Top Golf and I don't do well there. <laughs> and I don't, that's a driving range where you have to hit it. And you have well, to, that's very different. It is. And I don't know why I prefer the mini golf. Well, I mean, the, it's, it's a, a different driving range. It's a different type of thing, though. They're okay. they're very different. So yeah, but honestly, you guys, you guys need to go. If you're in RVA, like it's a really nice spot to visit. It's new. They have parking because we know it's in the city. Yeah, it's in <laughs> a really a popular part of the city where there's a lot going on. It's pretty and close so, to the diamond. Yeah, and it's so there's a it, well, you're actually gonna tear that down, I think. The diamond? Something. No, no, no. You're right. It's the Coliseum. It's gonna be torn down. My bad. <laughs> okay. Um, but we recommend you guys go because we had an awesome time. We did. We were there for hours, even though. It was oh a my lot god, of we did not intend to be there as long as we were. Mm-hmm. We got there. Um, we said twelve thirty. Yeah, you know, we. Got there like <laughs> <after> one, really. <laughs> but we were there to like six something. Yeah, it was a while. It was we were there, and I was there until like almost like after seven. We didn't hmm. leave till after seven. So I had a good time, and I just think it was really fun to hang out with everybody. It was. I actually enjoyed it. Even the waiting around was fun. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So are we ready to get into the Banshee? Let's do it. All right. So, guys, here's the moment where you can bounce off, (laughs) go watch it, and come back, because this is a spoiler-full show. We talk about all the movies and TV shows we review after the fact, as in we've watched it already. (laughs) So we're going to talk about it. And that's the fun of it, right? That's yeah. right. All right, so let's get started. Um, initial reactions. Um, we said it at the top of the pod why we were really interested in watching this mm-hmm. and wanting to uh, look at it and what drew us to it. Um, for me, I had a friend who had the same situation where the main story of this is that there was a guy and um, two Irish guys. The, the film takes place in Ireland, mm-hmm. and I found out it's around the 1920s. Mm-hmm. But you would, and it's in the backdrop of the Civil War in Ireland too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would not, which I ended up it. looking up because I'm like, what's Civil War? I didn't know they had. <laughs> well, they had a lot of stuff going on. The Troubles. The, there was many things going on, but they had a Civil War as well. Um, and I didn't look up everything about that, but they did have a Civil War. So Ireland has a lot of troubles. Let's just say like that. They had a lot of issues going on. But what country doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but you wouldn't think it was. You just think, oh, the way they did shot the film, it just looked like, oh, this is how people are in this mm-hmm. time in this little island, island nation, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was about a friend who was, you know, he had a friend. And one day the the other friend was like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And just so you guys know, so like uh, 
Oh, now I'm blinking on the actor's name. Oh, so this, the film stars um, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell is Patrick Sulabane. Yes, Patrick Su- um, Patrick Sulabane. I don't think she ever really pronounced the the D. When Patrick, probably Patrick. Okay, you're right. Patrick or Patrick, what I call Patrick. Patrick. I know people right. on like the YouTube videos kept saying Patrick, but I was right. I like made notes because I'm like okay. I want to try to pronounce it. It's Patrick because it's, I'm not gonna lie. Irish names are really weird. Like <laughs> look at um that actress that no one like, can pronounce her if name. If you look up the last name, you would be like, this is unpronounceable. But yeah. like you look at it, it's like, oh, I see how that could sound like mm. that, but it looks like super complicated. Yeah, like Shaban. Like if you look at Shaban, you would not or that who's that 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 Irish actress that no one could pronounce her name. She's, um... Oh, I know who you're talking about, because I can't... Saoirse I don't... Ronan. <laughs> yeah, Saoirse, but okay. If you see how her name is spelled, you would not get Saoirse the sound at I all. I would say Suarez or something. <laughs> yeah, everyone calls her something else, but it's Saoirse Ronan, because she's got, like, a real, real Irish, you know, name from their language mm. before it got, like, muddled in English, you know, so... Yeah, but, anyway, uh... Brendan Gleeson, who is also Irish. Who is well, Colin Doherty? But his mm-hmm. name is spelled C O L M, so I would have thought Comb. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Colum. But yeah, it, it was it was really interesting just seeing how these names. Colum Sonny Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Colum Sonny Larry. Yeah, I'm like, what is, is this? Is yeah. this his name? I thought that was his last name, but it wasn't. <laughs> Irish names are weird. We just, I'm not. I'm joking. like, does weird. this mean that he's the son of someone named Larry? Is yeah. that like okay? But it said Sonny Larry because I had the subtitles on because I did too. I always watch everything with subtitles. One thing I like about their accent is very whimsical. With the tones and stuff, it mm-hmm. goes like, and I love I like how that. like so the so mm-hmm. like There's so was at the end like where you would usually have the so at the beginning. I know, and then I like how they used like their like was so different <laughs> from us, and I was like, oh, they used like differently. It was so cool to see. That. I just thought it was interesting. It was. Um, I don't know if that's modern speak or how they used to talk back, but then. <laughs> Anyway, it's very interesting. There's a lot of awesome um, actors and actresses in this. Yeah, I love this sister. And then this film also has a lot of animals. Sheep, goats, ponies, Mm -hmm. um, dogs, rabbit. Was there a rabbit in this one? No. No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I also came to a realization of what pub stands for. I never knew. What do you mean? It's a bar. Public house. Oh, is that what it means? And the reason I know that is because the... um, um, John Joe's place. It was mm-hmm. like on the side of the building. It said public house, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, "This is where they go to drink." Really? And I'm like, "Is that what it comes from?" That's what it comes Whoa. from. Because then I looked Cause it up because it said public pub. house, and I'm like, "Is this what pub stands for?" Oh. And then I looked it up on Google, and I was sense. like, "Yeah." So that's why they call bars pubs because yeah. it's like it's the public gathering place. That makes so much sense. Very cool with me. It was like, I, it was just really interesting because I'm like, it was just like a, is that what PUP stands for? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, to go back to the summation, the the friend's Calm's character, I mean, not Calm, Parrick's character, um, no, Parrick is the character. Part. Colin Farrell's character mm-hmm. is the one that is being like dumped as a friend. And yeah. He can't really get over it. Mm-hmm. And they're all like middle-aged men. You know, in mm-hmm. a small town where there's no gadgets and stuff, so there's not a lot to entertain them. So they're all like, you know, it's like little town farm life, mm-hmm. little island life. You think about those like really small rural towns of America where everybody knows each other. And it's this pretty isolated. High. Yeah, and they're on an island, so it's like not a lot going on, not a lot of riches, not a lot of, not a lot to do. So a lot of things can happen. But Comb, which is Brendan Gleeson's character, who's a bit older, 
they were friends and talking, but then he just decides one day that he is not going to be Peric's friend anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. That's it. And it's so stark and sudden. I'm sudden and I, I just love the idea of a film that is just dealing with these very real things. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I had a friend who had this issue where this person, she had a really gr- a great friend, like mm-hmm. almost like another best friend mm-hmm. for her. And she just was like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And it was an issue. I even tried to intervene. And I could not. And I was like, I'm out of it. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the issue is. And it mm-hmm. was just, she had a reason. She wasn't trying to tell me. And they just, the friendship dissolved. And it was mm-hmm. sad to see. But I wanted to see, I liked looking at this information, that these two men especially, mm-hmm. what were they doing about this friendship that was just dissolved? And how it was, the like, the, the mental toll it takes, or the mm-hmm. emotional toll, like, how you were feeling. Like, you could see all of these. And that's why I think I... I really like that Colin got the award for it because he did such a great job conveying this hurt man and all of his emotions that he was feeling about mm-hmm. surrounding the situation. Because this situation goes awry a little bit with this whole thing. Oh he my keeps gosh. trying to come back and get his friend back. And his friend's like, leave me alone. He's like, I don't seriously, talk to you. leave me alone. Yeah, like, I, like just, I need space. You, I need you to not, I need you to let tell me, me have you, this. Tell him what he does. Tell him. Oh my, he tells him, he's like, if you talk to me again, I am going to cut my finger off. And every time you talk to me, I will cut another finger off. And he's, do, he's like, dude, like, I feel like you've got some mental issues going on. Because, like, the Yo. first thing that comes to mind is cutting off fingers. And no one believed him. Everyone thought he was bluffing. And I was like, oh, he's drastic. He, I, th- I was like, oh, he's just doing too much. And but it was like, crazy. Like, partway through the movie, they're like, he, uh, like, um, literally cut Parik, off one of his Parik and his sister, Siobhan, they're sitting, because they live together in their parents' mm. old house. And you just hear a thump on the door. And they go and open it. And they're like, and, and Colum's walking <laughs> off, just walking off down the street like nothing's happened. And mm-hmm. he looks around. There's like a little spot on the door. And he looks down. There's a finger. He's like, he's mm-hmm. actually, I'm like, what is going on? It was, oh God, I'm not going to lie. That's when the movie took a little turn for me. I was just watching this drama unfold in this little Irish, small Irish island, island <laughs> world. And then that thing just went left. I was like, yo, he literally cut his fingers. Like, I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking too. But the thing that got me, I'm like, why is he not dead? Because eventually right, right? he cuts off all the fingers and his, his thumb. Green or something should have said in. Exactly. All he did was patch that mess up himself. I'm he like, didn't he didn't even patch no it up. I, I, at no point did I see him with even a cloth wrapped around. There was. He did have a cloth when he went to church. He had the cloth wrapped. Oh, okay, at church. There was some time. But every other time it. I'm like, when he was dude, playing the violin. there is no, like, you have not wrapped this. And I don't know if you've disinfected it. Like, what the hell? This is what I didn't get because Combs' character, he was a violin and he's a fiddler. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how are you going to cut off your fingers? He was trying to show how badly he did not want Parrot to, uh, to talk to him anymore. And I'm not going to lie to you. If we can get into it now, mm-hmm. the reasonings he gave, it was interesting. But also I was like, this is some BS. Like, <laughs> what's really going on with you? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think they all were like repressed men. Um, they all had issues, I think. Of course. And yeah, because when he saw his was, priest, the priest was like, how was the, um, what did he say? Not depression. He used another how word. How was the sadness? How was the sadness? Mm-hmm. And like when he first, like at the beginning of the movie, when he talked to the priest, when he's like, when he first decided oh, to stop talking, he was actually. like, it's better. But then like, you know, when Parik won't let it go, he's like, it's worse. And I'm mm-hmm. like, maybe it was, help. maybe he did actually need to have that break and he and Parik wouldn't let him have it so it's like i can i, I thought it was awful and mean sucks, but, but at the same too. time i'm like 
this is something that he seemed to have needed mm-hmm. and you refused to give it to him. Yeah. And like, if this was a relation, like a, like a romantic relationship, they're, well, I mean, everybody kept telling him like, stop, mm-hmm. just stop. And he didn't just listen. Stop going over like, there, stop going to if the this was like a boyfriend and girlfriend and the girl was like, I can't let him go. It's like, dude, let him go. Yeah. And it's like the same here. It's like you've got to give them the space. If they say like I'm done, you you gotta give it to them. Yeah. Like maybe in a couple months you follow up, but like if they say they need space. Yeah. (sighs) And the weird thing was, it was like watching him, watching um, Parrot deal with this. It was like it was so sad because he was just like. I'm like, he was like, what is it about me? I'm a nice guy. I'm a cool guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then you could see he was like jealous. And I'm like, well, why can't you just talk to these other people over here? But no, he talks to Combs. And then he was like, everyone was saying that Combs, do- I mean, Parrick is kind of dull. And that was one of the reasonings that Combs gave for why he didn't want to be his friend anymore. He was like, he's dull. Even his sister behind his back, <laughs> as much as she loved him, his sister was like, she, she knows he's kind of dumb. She was so taken aback because well, she, she went to confront him. She was like, angry. She was like, why aren't you talking to my mm-hmm. brother? He was like, why don't you want to be friends with me? He was like, he's dull. And she, she was like, just taken aback. She couldn't say anything for a second. She, she was like, well, he's always dumb. been dull. So, yeah, like, what's like, changed? What's the change? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, and your sister be like, yeah, yeah, he don't, and can we move on from this? Like, you yeah, know he's always been this way. You knew he was dull like, I'm t- I love this part where he's like, uh, the other, he's like yesterday, this is like the day before, where they were still friends. And then the second day, he's like, you know what you did yesterday? Colm was like, you talked to me for like two hours. I timed it about all the different things that were in your donkey shite, which is actually the donkey's shit. <laughs> shite is their word for shit. And I just was like, yo... But you really so, talk about do- it was so for two hours. many comedic things in this kind of Hilarious, like dark comedy. Dark comedy He's yeah. like, well, that shows how much you were listening because it was my horse's shite. I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, dude. And then when they were talk talking about, about well, we just want to, I want to have like a, a nice normal conversation. He's like, you want to have like a dull conversation? He's like, I said nice normal <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yes. The- I love the writing in this because there was like sometimes they were just being so petty. They were like children, honestly, talking about like, you know how you're in the grade school. I don't want to be your friend anymore. This is where this stuff usually happens. Yeah. In grade school. And then it's like, that's, and it's funny enough, Dominic, I think Dominic said that. There was a character on there, y'all, called Dominic, who I touched my heart. He's actually one of my favorite characters on he there. Was he was a so great real. character. He was tragic um, because yeah. he ended up losing his life. But again, the banshees of Inishirin comes from the whole. Fu- folklore of banshees and there was this one old croon kind of woman mrs mccormick mrs mccormick who like predicted there would be she was two just deaths. like a regular chick but then she became kind of foreboding later on and she was like a ghoul they called her a ghoul they did call you know her a ghoul and they, people didn't want because she was like a a harbinger of death almost and she first said it well that's you know? that's what a banshee is they yeah. like they they pretend a in a death that's about to occur. And she did. Why. I thought banshees were like the sirens. No. I don't know why. That's what I was thinking. The reason I know this is because that show you refused to watch that was really good. Um, Teen Wolf. Oh, okay. Because okay. <laughs> one of the characters is a banshee. And she just screams, right? Well, her power was, I mean, they usually, there's usually like a scream associated with it. She could use hers as like almost a power, like a fighting power. Mm. But yeah, their, their power is to predict you know, death. You know where else I learned about banshees? Where? <laughs> Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> you know how they have all this crazy, crazy thing? One of them was a banshee, I remember one time. So I always thought that was a banshee because it was like some ghost-like thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just laughing because it makes me like think of my old days watching. I'm like, oh, this is a banshee. That's it. I know what a banshee is. <laughs> anyway, but um, Dominic was like basically his character. It was played by Barry Cohen. Barry Barry Cohen. Co Co. Kogan? Not going to lie, how to, it's, how to it, it, Yeah. Like, he's also Irish. Until you can, like, find a clip of somebody pronouncing it, it is so hard to look at the spelling and be like, well, oh, this is how it's pronounced. Right. Yeah. Please don't be insulting anyone Irish listening. We are, we are trying hard we're to trying get these right. We're trying very hard. I just, I'm not aware of the vernacular. Okay. All right. But Barry um, plays Dominic, a really lovely character. Mm-hmm. And if you guys want to, like, who's Barry? Barry was on The Eternals. He played Druid on The Eternals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, actually, I really love his character there, too. Mm. I just thought he was so cute from then. Anyway, but Dominic <laughs> plays, like, what they would call the village idiot. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe he was the idiot. He really. was actually pretty intelligent, especially emotionally so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because Blue. that's what he was saying. That's the thing. If I wanted to look back, I wanted to go back and watch it and then see. Because I was like, Dominic actually said some very insightful things. Mm. People just thought he was an idiot, but... He really wasn't. He was probably he was on the spectrum. Of, he was probably on the spectrum. But he, he was, was intelligent. You know, and I really like, and this was what made me sad, was he actually went for, it was funny enough that um, Parrick's sister is Shabon. She's very smart. Mm-hmm. She reads books. And she's very different. And like, she's a no-nonsense kind of chick, right? Mm-hmm. And so they all thought she was unmarried and everything. But she was also very lonely, tired of this life. She wanted more out of life. She really did. Um, but she didn't know that anyone saw her, I think. And I think her fa- his fa- Dominic's father told her in the movie later on that and nobody likes you, but actually Dominic liked her the whole time. This provincial life. Oh, my God. You just <laughs> I like, where are you going? I, can see, I wish you guys could see her face. Because I was just like, where thinking, is she going? I was trying to think of what the lyric was. <laughs> no. Mm. Anyway, but I thought it was so interesting that Dominic's father was like, oh, you're this, you're a weird lass, and that's why nobody likes you. And that made and her you, cry. You could but, see, yeah, that hit her. But, but Dominic like, liked her the whole time. He liked her the whole time. And he could see because she was different. He could see she was different. And she wasn't, she wasn't unliked. She, I mean, she didn't have like a she romantic a husband, like yeah. um, prospects. It didn't look mm, like. And, and you know, was she was one. very intelligent. And I guess that was, she was probably higher mm-hmm. than, than what most people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would make it pretty isolating for her. But she did something about it. And mm-hmm. I think that was a problem. When I watched some videos on this, they were mm. like, oh, all these people are miserable. I'm like, I don't think they're all miserable. Some of them seem pretty content. Now, so, like, Colum mm-hmm. was miserable. Yeah, he was. I think that um, Park was fine until his friend, like, stopped talking to him. And then he became miserable. It's like, mm-hmm. but you could do something about this. You could, like. Get another friend. Yeah, you could do something. But, like, I don't believe that everyone on the island was miserable. Yeah. I mean, like, the cop, uh, Dominic's father, uh, whatever. Like he was miserable. He was just, abu- well, he, he was, was probably abusive. miserable because he was abusive. He also had a small willy, if you saw him. Yeah. Oh, I my was, God. Sorry, I y'all. was squinting. I was like. <laughs> Yo, I was just like, this dude's brave to put himself out there. Yeah. I, like, I don't know how, if I'm pronouncing so it right. Small. Paydar or something. I, I couldn't really hear them when they pronounced it. So Dominic's father was the policeman on, on for the whole island, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he was abusive, drunkard. He would beat Dominic. He would even, like, molest him, apparently, as well. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man. It was messed up. And I was like, for him to come out as, as he did, you know, Dominic was... 
I just feel like he just needed some love. He wanted somebody to love him. He mm-hmm. had a dream of marrying someone, being like a person of substance. I dream you to know? dream. I felt so bad for him because he actually, he was the bravest one. And he went on there. He went up to Shabon and asked her. He's like, hey, do you think you could ever? He shot a shot, you know? He did. And I mean, as much as. And when she very, very kindly, very respectfully rejected mm-hmm. him. Yeah. I don't think it could have been a nicer rejection. I know she was like, I kind of wanted her to get with him anyway, but then I wanted her more for her too. Yeah. Because he was, there was, there's some things about him that you need to work on, but I feel like she could help him work on it. But that's not, but he someone's job though is like yeah, a partner. Right. I just felt for him so bad. I, I like, did oh, feel for him because he was like, like when she like rejected him, he was like, well, there goes that dream. And when he said that, I felt that. I was like, damn, yeah, yeah. to say there goes and that, that dream. that was foreboding too because, and the, this is another thing that I, I didn't, I realized because um, Parrot, in in his going through his emotions, he literally went through all the stages of grief. He was sad about this, and then he was in denial, and then he was bargaining, and then you know he was angry. He was angry. I think the bargaining is last. I'm not sure. And then he just reached a contentment, but after a lot of crap happened, <laughs> you know what I mean. So in his angry phase, and he actually did something back because um, Comb had this fiddle group that he was with, and he was talking, to them, and he would be jealous because they just be up in the pub, be having a good time, and literally there in his face, he's like, "Yo, so you're just flaunting, you're having fun and not talking to me." And it got to him. I don't blame him. He's not gonna. I don't feel like he was didn't. flaunting it though. I think he was just. It just seemed like it to him. I, mean, I like, think it seemed like it because it's such a small town that yeah, he you're, just seemed like it. But he was literally, like, I'm just living my life. Yeah, like, exactly. You're he was right. living his life, but because it's such a small this town, it's I like I the imagine, one pub. This is what I imagine Colm was saying, like Peric was saying, like just gonna be flaunting your other friends in my life, in my face. <laughs> I don't got no other friends, you know. <laughs> and it's like, but you do. <laughs> Dominic was your friend, like yeah. the the JoJo, the barkeep, like yeah, the barkeep was, was like all of them were trying to like make peace. They really weren't taking anybody's side. <laughs> it was crazy. Anyway, to get back to my point, was um, Parrick had done something really bad. He had told a lie and made one of um, Combs' fiddler partners or fiddler students student believe that his father had been hit by a, a, bread, a truck. bread truck, which his mother had already died from that. He was mm. like, you're, you're, something happened to your brother. He was like, but my mother's dead. He was like, oh, did I say your mother? I bet your it father. It was such and trash. Like, your b- trash. A bread truck hit him. He was like, a bread truck? But that's impossible. He was like, no, people get hit by bread trucks all the time. He was like, no, but my mother was killed by a bread truck. I'm like, what? It was so, <laughs> that such was, crap. It was the it funniest. Was, it was so, there were so many like these things these that are like hilarious. Hilarious. It's so like, ridiculous. <laughs> but it was like, it was like if it's the same bread truck, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, what? And then he just, and it was really bad. And the funny thing is, Dominic kept trying to be like, get out of your spirit. So he's like, just leave that guy alone. He was like, he was seeing Comfort. He's like, you don't need him. You got, you know, you know, yeah. can be friends. You know, we can be doing things. You know, he's like, you guys are acting like twelve year old. I love the insight Dominic had, even though everyone like thought nothing of him. And they yeah, were like, Get away. And, he was very he was emotionally really, intelligent. He knew stuff. That's what I'm saying. He knew some things, but he. This is the part where I knew that he lost. Like he thought Perrick was one of the nice ones. Mm-hmm. He thought out of everybody on the island because what Perrick and his sister should not actually treated him with respect and mm-hmm. care. It was like the only one. So Dominic held on to that. But then he heard the story of what he did to one of the fiddlers, his fiddler student, what he said. Mm-hmm. And Dominic was like, oh my God, that was really, really mean. mean. Like you made him believe his father got killed. That's terrible to do to somebody. 
You know, especially for that time where it's like... Well, not killed, but that was like in danger of dying. But that's what I'm saying. It's like he could have been... The way he was saying it made it sound like he did. So he, it's just like making someone feel that kind of emotion. Yeah. Feeling scared of off of That was like so It was not a good look on Parrot. Was like, just, it wasn't. It was and like And Dominic called him out on it. Dominic was like, wow, was I thought like, you were really dude, one of the good ones. Okay, you know what? I don't want to hang with you anymore. And if you notice, that was the last time you saw Dominic and him in a scene together, really. Yeah. Because he, he, he was like, no. And then Dominic tried for the other person who thought he yeah, the connection love. with he saw Shabon because he's like Shabon is nice, I like her. She's a woman. I want you know, and then she rejected him, and it was like it felt like okay, he had no more tethers. He had no more to tethers this, to this so world. So it was like there was no point anymore. And then he ended up being one of the people that died, which was really sad. It was so sad. And then the other, well, they, she said two deaths. The banshee said two deaths, mm-hmm. but. It wasn't a person, and the second person, the second person wasn't a person. Um, the second death. Yeah, the second, thank you. The second death wasn't of a person. It was a, a donkey. Donkey so Jenny. Jenny was a was Parrick's donkey that he loved like crazy. He loved it. It was like, like a, a she was a pet dog, like a pet donkey. Yeah, he was like a pet. And she had him in he had him in the house, and even Shabon hated that. She's like, no, animals are outside. Especially the ones like those, they just kind of poop everywhere. Barn animals, I'm like, oh, hell no. And then I stayed in my house. But he had his ponies, everybody up in there. Like, he was just like the animal wrangler. <laughs> I actually saw an interview that Colin uh, first said that, not Colin first, Colin Farrell said that the animals, like, really, even though he had to spend the most time with them, like, they really didn't like him as much. <laughs> because, like, Jenny, like, need him in the ink, like, like kicked him in the knee really oh, bad. God. That was really painful. And then the dog that was on there, the dog bit him once or so. Oh. And I would be like, oh, hell no. I'm not doing this. <laughs> I ain't working with no animals. Anyway, but I just felt sad about that. But um, it was the donkey got into the crosshairs. So the donkey's death was accidental. Yeah, it choked on, about, a, choked on one of Colm's fingers that he when threw. Colm, like, Colm did one finger and then he... You know, came Perry back came back at him again. All the rest he of them. cut all the other four off and threw them at his house and just threw them everywhere. And I just thought, this is some crazy ass shit. How are you going to cut stuff your own hand to prove a point to somebody? Like, it made no sense to me. Like, it was one of those cutting off your nose to spite your yeah, face, type, your face thing. type thing. And I'm like, I just didn't understand that. I was like, this is, you have serious. a problem, dude. Like, you've got a mental issue. I agree with Pyrrhic on this. Like, I can understand you if you wanted some space. But to actually do this, you maybe got some, like, depression or something. Because this does. is not a reasonable reaction. Well, you're a fiddler. You love, and then one of the reasons he said he didn't want to be with Pyrrhic anymore as a friend was that, he wanted to make this great musical or this great piece of music. And he was like, talking to you about nothing is not going to help that. And I was like, okay, that's a reason at least. But how are you going to cut off your fingers and then how are you going to make it then? Like, how are you going to write the piece like, when you can't He was like, I'm it? a nice guy. When he was like arguing with him and he was like, what does anybody ever remember about a nice guy? Like the 17th century yeah. Mozart people remember him nobody remembers anybody who was nice and I love how the sisters just so much she's like uh, he was it, actually from the it, 18th century it was like, she had to get on about that because it was like a really good speech about how he was like I'm nice he's like he was actually making a case for himself mm-hmm. and I felt for him so bad because I'm not, I'm not going to lie throughout the movie I was really pulling for Parrot because I was like come on dude be his friend again yeah like, it's like I can under you can be his friend and just not hang out well. Maybe it would have been hard to be his friend and not hang out with him. Maybe mm-hmm. that was the problem, that it was such a small island that he's, he's not like going to get the space he yeah. needs. And, and maybe that that's too. what it is. It's like, I can space. be your friend 
if you give me space, but he would not give him space, which is why I guess mm-hmm. he decided like, okay. Some friends are seasonal friends where they're in their life for a season and then they're out, mm-hmm. you know, and that that's the case. And I just love the dilemma of that. Like people really like, we have a problem with letting go mm-hmm. as, as a, just as a people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's necessary. And then sometimes it's sad, mm-hmm. but it's just like, these things can happen. Make Somebody happen. makes their choice. They do something. You lose touch or they break something off a friendship, a mm-hmm. relationship that happens. And it's going to cause a lot of issues and stuff, but you ultimately have to move on. But the problem with these two is that it kind of dive like divulged into this weird macabre thing where you have comb cutting off his fingers despite the fact that he's a fiddler and he needed them. And I was like, why didn't you cut off the hand that you don't use to actually, cause I played the cello. He cut off his dominant fingers so he couldn't play anymore. I was like, you could actually move the bow with just the groove between your, your thumb mm-hmm. and your, and your pointer finger. You could move the bow and just be like, mm. but you can't do nothing with nubs. You can't play a violin with nubs. So I was like, why did he cut off his dominant finger hand? I didn't get that, but he was trying to make a point. But my other thing I was trying to say is that, um, for, it, for, for Parak, he just kind of divulged into this violence. Like, once the pony Jenny ate one of the fingers and choked on it, I guess, yeah, and, and died, died, he it was just like, that was real, it. like a personal attack to him. And I feel like, you know what? I just realized, I feel like it was almost a kind of a parallel to Dominic because yeah. Dominic lost his anchors mm-hmm. and Siobhan had left his sister, Pirate's sister left because she was like, yeah. I want much more than this provincial life. Yes. And she left. And I ain't blame her. <laughs> exactly. She needed her. to. She was like, this is toxic now. She was yeah. like, it was kind of okay before. It wasn't great, but it wasn't mm-hmm. awful. But it was like, y'all have I'm just made it unbearable. She was like, all of y'all adults. So you know what? If y'all going to be crazy, I'm just going to, I'm going to get out of this. Because yeah. if I can't help it, I'm not like, I can't it be part of this. Like, it was a hot mess. And she, she left. And that's what and then, and some then people Went fall, fell further down because he lost her too, and then he decides to burn down Combs' house with Comb in it. Mm-hmm. I thought Comb was gonna stay. I that thought so too. At first, <laughs> you know, because he was sitting there as he like put the branches on the windows and at the door and lit it up and everything. He was what just sitting there smoking. Like Comb looked like he was gonna be a G based off what he was doing with his fingers. Right? <laughs> yeah. Comb was like, "I'm gonna be a G," and then he was like, "Oh, I might even like you more because he was having some conviction." Right. And I felt like I can understand that he just wanted more out of his out of his friendship. And he was like, maybe maybe Parrick didn't have the capacity. I'm not saying he wasn't a nice lad, a nice guy, but maybe Parrick didn't have the capacity to keep up with him anymore or something. He felt like he needed more elevated friends or mm-hmm. something more deeper. That's understandable. But he wanted more sophisticated conversation. I guess so. None about shite from your ponies, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but. I thought he was going to be a G and stay in that house and <laughs> let it burn with himself. That dude was like, I don't even know how he got out. <laughs> Parrick saved the guy's dog, took the dog with him. I mean, it wasn't like, like, like a fast burning fire or anything. It wasn't like super quick. Yeah, so he probably had plenty of time. <laughs> I, never, I, just thought, like, I really thought he was just going to be in there and burn. I thought so too. I, I thought like, so okay, too. So, so when they were on the beach, I was like, oh, snap. You're alive. He's like, I thought so he I guess this is it. And he was I like, no, was it's over when one of us dies. I'm like, dude, you this really. Is a lot. It, went, it went there, y'all. It went there. And then you just you see him on the beach later. He comes to inspect a rebel. And you just see calm on the beach. Just chilling. He don't got no house. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just looked at him. I was like, I can't believe this. And then the banshee, 
the, well, she I called her banshee, but she's really the Mrs. old coon McCormick. on the island. Mrs. McCormick just took one of his chairs. It was just sat between them and just see these two guys on the beach. And then I don't know. They tried to do some you kind know, of reconciliation, but it really wasn't. They resolved to be like, you know what? I'm still. This is it. This is it. We're we're done now. Yeah. I like. Okay. He's accepted that. Like this is Me over. And you are over. Yeah. It was kind of sad. You know. It was sad. It was bittersweet. It was. It was a good ending. It was. But it was. It was sad. Yeah. It was a very much so. Like when I watched one of the YouTube videos and they described it as a tragedy, and they were saying how like this writer director has done like stage work and mm-hmm. movies. I was mm-hmm. like, I can see it. This feels very like a theatrical mm-hmm. type of tragedy, like Shakespearean almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like that about and it. They said it was a. Um, it was like a metaphor for the or allegory, if you will. No more metaphors. Right word. For what happened during the Irish Civil War. Mm. About, you know, you have these two factions fighting each other. And for what? There was a lot of unnecessary death mm-hmm. for no reason. You know, there was two innocent people that died because of all this. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I really felt bad. You know, with Dominic, we're not sure. And no one knows whether Dominic died or he, like, fell in the water. Yeah, they don't know if death. he was a suicide or if it was like yeah, he died by accident. Most it was likely a- it was a suicide, but you never know. Never know. There's a lot of cliffs over there. There's a lot of beautiful greenery and they were really close to the water he could have fell in you know i also thought it was just funny <laughs> throughout the movie people's reactions to mrs mccormick yeah. like when he saw her coming down the road and, and he hit behind the stones i mean and she was just right there and he was like oh. i mean all in all like the film like made you really think about these like interesting relationship things that you have with people friendship it really made me think about friendships mm-hmm. um it really made me think about the human condition mm-hmm. um how funny how if you can find humor even in like tragic things it is. Um, and i felt yeah. like there are some people here that needed to leave and the only one who needed to find a better response to what they were feeling because mm-hmm. re- you remember how Colin was like you did you ever feel like i forgot what he said to her to siobhan mm-hmm. and she was like no i don't feel that way and he was like yeah you do mm-hmm. and she you saw this look on her face like yeah he's right and she did something about it yeah and tech, well, actually, technically, Colm did something about it. Yeah, it wasn't like the kind friend. thing, but he did something about it. But his friend wouldn't accept it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't think this was. I don't think this was the answer, Colm. Yeah, I think the answer would have been space, like less hanging out. Like we can still be friends, but I need some space. Mm. But I feel like they might have still ended up in the same place. Yeah, because it's I like know. I don't feel like Park would have given him. What do you think? I don't think Park would have given him the space because the way Park's nature, and it's like, it was like he couldn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like as I was talking about the three stages of grief that I witnessed, mm-hmm. really, it kind of came to that, you know, bargaining part where, you know what, you acceptance is the final straw, you know. Mm-hmm. and it, But it took that real good severing that needed to happen because it was like, yeah, he was trying to cut it off, but it was like he was still trying to attach himself. Mm-hmm. And I felt like with the the they both had losses. He cut off his fingers. He lost his pony. His sister moved away. He burned down his that one's house. They have like extreme those losses kind of like severed everything. Where I feel like Peric had to be like had to go through these things to be like, okay, we're really I'm done with you now. I'm not gonna bother you. I'm not gonna be your friend. Like he had to get over. It. And some people, it's like that because. I have to give it to Colm. He was honest from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And I just, I don't like you anymore. I'm just telling you. And I thought it was, at first I was like, 
dude, you're a jerk. But yeah. then as the movie went on and you see him, like, because mm-hmm. he apologized later. Like, the next day he was like, I'm sorry for the way I said it, but mm-hmm. dude, I need you. I, I, I need to not yeah. have and, to hang out anymore. And even though Colm was, like, nice to him at one point when Dominic's father punched him for, like, telling the secrets about what he does to his son mm-hmm. out in front of the pub, in front of everybody, even though everybody knew about it. Mm-hmm. At least he said it out. I don't, I don't think they knew about the fondling him and stuff. The, the molestation. They didn't know about that. Mm. So he kind of set it out there and, mm-hmm. and they didn't really like it. So he punched him in the face and he felt bad and I felt like he was crying and everything and Comb came, picked him up, rode with him mm-hmm. and then got off and didn't say nothing to him the whole time because he's like, I'm still a good human being. I'm, I'm, I'm going to help he's y'all like, but I'm just like, he needed to set boundaries. He was like, I need, I, I'm, like you said, he was still a good human being, so I'm going to do this. I'm not going to say anything because I need you to not have the hope that this is just going to be yeah, us getting back exactly. to it, which exactly. was what pa- I think what would have happened. Hoping, yep, he was hoping that after that. He's like, well, you just helped me out. Why can't you? And he's like, no, we're still not friends. I just wanted to help you out because I don't this think you're a bad person. This is what I would do for any mm-hmm. human being, exactly. like, like as a decent person. Exactly. And so I was upset with how Park let himself divulge into that. To his anger a bit and do some bad things, yeah, such as burning the guy's house down. And like, and then when he went off. and said all that stuff to him right before he cut off the rest of his fingers, he was like, "Oh, he said he might like me again if I'm mean. Let me just turn into this mean yeah, person." Yeah, and, and it's like, like don't change yourself. It makes you think about like this is a friendship, but like I guess I think it's applicable to any relationship. Like he tried to change himself in order to try to keep this friend, person. and that's mm-hmm. not. Would you like if this was a romantic relationship? Anybody would say you should not do this. But these are things he did. He tried to change himself to fit that person. He tried to hold on to something that everyone was telling him to let go of. Like Mm. this, this friendship is not. He's telling you let go of it, and he wasn't. And it's just like (sighs) I felt bad for him. I really, I felt bad for him. I felt bad because I honestly wondered at the end of the film, like, what would he have now? Because he's not married. His sister left. His pony died. His friend, only one, only friend, you know. And then the other potential friend died, mm-hmm. you know, tragically. And it uh, also didn't like because it seemed like he didn't care about Dominic. The way he wrote about him in the in the in the letter to Shabani was like, oh yeah, I think yeah, he did he died. care, but I think it was almost like, like a him. shock. He didn't seem like a shock either. He was just like, oh, he got pulled out of room. It was just like, oh, this happened. I don't care about this person. I don't. Th- that's not how he I interpret like it. it to me. That's not how I interpret it, because he's like, it was like in more, in other news, because like, he, I feel like he was like, because this was his writing voice, he was trying to, he was telling his sister stuff, but also not telling her things that probably would have had her okay. come back to check on him, I because point, like, oh, by the way, I also burned down Colum's house. Yeah, she didn't even tell her that. <laughs> yeah. And I like that the sister tried to, like. The sister, Siobhan, when she left and she was like, oh, this is much better. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, I have a I have a space for you. Yeah. Leave the, well, she did say leave the animals to Dominic, but then the animals were, <laughs> Dominic died, so he couldn't do that. But, that would have um, been a, probably a good solution, though. It was. It was. It would have been better for him to just leave that island. Yeah, but and it would have been better that. for Dominic to not be living with his freaking father anymore because he would have been, uh, he probably would have done yeah. very well with the animals, yeah. like to be away from his father. Yeah. Probably would have taken very good care of him, have some you know, this kind of connection with another being that, like, he would have probably flourished. I I think think. so. I think he needed to be out of his father's house. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, it was just once too late. But I like that the sister was, like, recognizing that he needed a new environment, too. Mm -hmm. Maybe he would improve. Yeah. Because he wasn't a bad man. 
No. It's just very simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was he was content with the simple life and Column wasn't anymore and he mm. didn't understand that my You understand that. Yeah. yeah. They were on different wavelengths after yeah, After that, divulging past. Yeah. Like one was because, like I said, like the YouTube video I viewed, they were like everybody on this island's miserable. I'm like, I don't think so. Not everybody is miserable. There's mm. there are a number of miserable people. And once Shabon started, shopkeeper lady, the one that kept like demanding that everyone. Oh my god, gossip. I think I she was, was like, miserable. <laughs> like, lady, come on. I'm like, I don't, how, like, how do you go through my mail? Yeah. You never tell me something. Am I required to tell you my business? I was looking at her like, you better step back. And she was so forthright and loud about it. Mm. I was like, this chick need to check herself. But exactly. She's the village gossip. I was just mad. That, so I was I like, so you're upset. just demanding people tell you like gossip. I didn't like that. And right. I felt like home, I mean, not home. Perrick felt like he had to tell stuff too. Which is why he got punched in the face. <laughs> he did. He told some stuff. And he, the guy was like, why are you talking about this? I'm going to punch you in the face. You know? But that was one random thing that I was just like, man, these villagers, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. I love the priest, too. The priest. I love when the priest got belligerent. Oh, that was like, dude. <laughs> he was like, F you, too. <laughs> I like the curse words. Feckin'. Yeah. Shite. <laughs> twat. And all this kind of, I love the the British, the, the Irish words. I don't know if they said twat, actually. That, no, that I don't think be, so. That could be a British thing. Another thing, but I love fecking and <laughs> shite. It was just funny. I just was like, it was very interesting. Anyway, but um, let's get into the review. Like, what do you? Let's let's give our our rating. Excuse me, because we've reviewed it enough. Mm. Um, for me, I give this movie seven glasses. Okay. Um, seven is a solid good movie to me. One, this is a very enjoyable watch. Mm-hmm. I actually would watch this film again. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like wow wow factor? No. Is it like a 10? No, but for what it was doing, I really appreciated it. And so I just give it a seven. I think it's like a nice, solid film. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Seven glasses for me. I'm actually, I think I'm going to give it 10. Okay. Because like you said for what it was, but I feel like since this is a different genre, like what it was, I thought it was very very good like this like as a drama this was excellent it was very good and i thought like that being this and especially since you know i mean i I like all the genres but like you know pure drama is not usually like my your go-to my go-to and i'm like this was just excellent it was so well written and acted and it's got such great performances were amazing themes and things like just make you think like because it makes okay. you like i think i'm bumping mine up to eight <laughs> i'm gonna bump it up to eight i'm still not giving it a nine or ten mm-hmm. but i'm gonna bump it up to eight because i was just i really enjoyed the film I and mean, it's a good talking point it's a good thing to see it is i just think it's a solid film so I, yeah you know what? i'm gonna give you eight glasses i'm gonna change it eight so that'll be an average of nine glasses you guys is that really right eight and ten Eight plus ten. Are we, are we averaging? By eight lens? plus ten is eighteen divided by two oh, reviews, okay, yeah. so that's nine. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, math wasn't my strong point. <laughs> Mathematic math. But it, it's awesome because it makes you it it makes you kind of have to put yourself in, in each shoes, character's yeah. shoes because you're like Parrick. You you understand what Parrick's feeling, but at the same time, you're like Column's like I need space. I need you to like let yeah. me have this, and you wouldn't. Yeah. And you're like when they won't respect your boundaries, like, yeah. And that's the thing with small towns too. Small towns, small areas. It's like the boundaries get, um, 
ignored ignored because disregarded of the familiarity mm-hmm. you know and so and the familiarity can be suffocating as well and yes. somebody that I can understand where Shabon was going. I really resonate with Shabon. She and like, she's the only one who did anything healthy about know? it. Mm-hmm. Like, Colum did something she's very... Like, I away. feel like he probably did have depression or something. I feel... I agree with Parik on that. Like, dude, something's, yeah, something's not right with him. Not right. Yeah. And he was lonely. And I was like, I didn't see no kids. No... And I'm like, probably not a lot of women on their island, looks like. Yeah, because, so, like, Dominic was like, there's women here and mm-hmm, good ones. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a good watch, guys. Like it's really like it's like one that would be surprising. Yeah, but I think it's a really good watch. So I recommend y'all go check it out. Yeah, definitely so recommend it. Talk about it amongst your friends. You know, if you want to say something to somebody, you know how maybe show this movie to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes the film can, the medium can talk for you. <laughs> All right, guys. So that is our review of the Banshees of Inna Sharon. Right. I still didn't say that right. No, I think you did. <laughs> I tried. I think it was right. I mean, I've heard it said in a Sharon and in a Sharon, mm-hmm. Sharon or in a Sheer, but in a Sharon. I, I, I most of often, Sharon. well, I think they only said it twice in the movie, but I think I heard them say in a Sharon. Yeah, and it's not even a real place anyway. It's like a made up name. It's not. But mm-hmm. like when I watched the HBO extras thing, there was an extras thing. Yeah, we gonna watch that now. Y'all. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go though. Bye, everybody. Blur out. Blur it out. Enjoy your weekends. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to our show on whatever podcast listening app you use and share the show with other blurred and non blurred family and friends. And if you like this episode, please subscribe to our email newsletter at blurredtalkbw.ck.page and also rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Intro and outro music is Twilight by Caption. You can find them on SoundCloud, username caption spelled C-A-P-S-H-U-N. Show notes by Bola Hansen, audio engineering by Whitney Booker. And don't forget to get social, you guys. You can email us at blurredtalkbw at gmail.com. And our social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is at blurredtalkbw. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash at Blur Talk BW. And we've got our individual things going on too. You can find the Triple F Queen on Instagram at Triple F Queen B as in boy. And my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash at Triple F Queen B. And you can find me, Whitney, at Luminavi Studios, my company. And the email address is wit at luminavi.com, spelled W H I T at L U M E N A V I dot C O M. And you can also find me on Twitter at Luminavi Studios.